Welcome to Cellmates. My name is Kate Phillips, and my partner Dick Ward did not know the number that we were counting down from, so he's starting. Uh, well, uh, we're done. Now. It was, we're at like negative five now. Welcome to the podcast, Dick Ward. Hey, thanks, Kate Phillips. Welcome uh, you as well to the podcast. To Cellmates. Cellmates we, podcast. That's right. What do we do on this podcast, Kate? Well, we uh, analyze, mm-hmm. dissect, mm-hmm. Uh, compare, contrast, and throw a Venn diagram over two animated feature films. Hmm. Uh, often they are Disney. But, but not always. Often they are musicals. But not always. Often they are good. Kate, I, don't, I, I feel like I have to keep telling you this, but not always. Not always. Not always. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we do here. That is and, what we do. You know, if... If you are listening and thinking, oh, I hope they're doing these two movies because like either you didn't look at the title or like there's an autoplay situation, uh, uh, let us know. We want your ideas. Yeah. We uh, love getting ideas for movies to do. Yeah. Uh, so please, uh, uh, you know, hit us up. On, We're all uh, over the place. Dick, are we on Twitter? We are at Cellmates Podcast. Facebook? Cellmates Podcast. Email? Cellmatespodcast at gmail.com. Anywhere else? Cellmatespodcast.com. Hey, that's all. I don't have any joke ones today. <laughs> Very proud of you. Thank you. It's because I couldn't think of one. Aww. I am tired. Yeah. No, I'm not that tired. Uh, but I am, Kate Phillips, holding a beer. Yeah, you are. Because that's the other thing we do on this podcast is we drink half to a full beer. Somewhere between that amount. These are cute baby ones today. These are cute I babies. Like we eat, we split a can of beer. We sure did. Uh, because it is a, it's a school night, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. and we are adults. And I had a couple of beers at work. So, Kate, uh, what are we drinking today? We got a six-point sweet action. Six-point, six-point. Well, six-point like the Jewish star. So uh-huh. this must be uh, finally Egypt. doing Prince of Egypt. Hey, no. And I guess uh, American Tale because Fievel is maybe like a Russian Jew. It seems that way, yes. So it, that's what we're doing. Well, that would be a really interesting episode. That would. Uh, but that's it's not, not today's. <laughs> It's not today's. Well, tell, uh, tell me a little bit about sweet points, uh, six points, sweet, sweet point action. Sweet point six action. Well, uh, it's, a, it's a little sweet, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's action, but like, it's still sweet. It's a little sweet, but there is a lot of action. There is a lot of action. Mm. Uh, and on the cans, on the case, on everything, uh, there's not only the six-pointed star logo mm-hmm. of six point, there are... Uh, like I would describe them as kind of zigzags huh. and they're like, uh, like yellow um, and they're angular. It almost looks like, Kinda like uh, um, um, uh, Frankenstein's wife's hair. Like yeah. The a little bit like hair. that. It looks like a, like a Harry Potter scar. Oh, like a Harry Potter symbol. Mm-hmm. Oh, what um, would you call that? Yeah. Like you kind of, you, sometimes you see it on the side of cars. Uh, very commonly you see it on the side of dogs. You know what this reminds you know what this reminds me of Ugh. is we recently saw Detective Pikachu, and he His tail. he has yeah he has a tail that looks like this, and he has some powers uh, called Dash Attack, and I think that's what that symbol is called a Dash a attack. Dash Attack. Pretty sure. Um, 
Well, great. The movies we're talking about today are <laughs> Dash Attack. <laughs> well, and, that'd be incredible. So now it's just and confusing. Dash Attack McQueen. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, we we watch Bolt, the movie Bolt, and the movie Cars. Cars, uh, and pretty long titles they on these. Both four letters. Mm. That's mostly the one syllable, four letters. Do you think that's why Planes does not do as well as either of these two movies? Too many, too, many <laughs> too many letters. Too many letters. Too many letters. So mostly we paired these together uh, for the you know semantic uh, logic of sure, letters and syllables. Sure, there's plenty of other stuff that they're They're like, like a few other things. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, there's lightning bolts all over the place. Lightning bolt, yes. <laughs> There are lightning bolts all over the place. Uh, the dog, the dog is named Bolt. He's got a lightning bolt. That's the, correct. The car is named Lightning McQueen. He's got mm-hmm. a lightning bolt. And that that guy has a C, and he goes Kachuga or something. Kachinga, I think, is his. I guess that's not a lightning bolt. Let's keep going with the bolts. Anyway, uh, so both it, it, okay. So the, both these main characters are like pretty famous in their worlds. Mm-hmm. They have some big egos, and they're taken down a few pegs over the course of their movie and That's they learn true. you know how to operate outside of themselves yes. uh there are also cross-country road trips involved in both yeah. of these movies uh and both of these characters uh, uh either do or attempt to go very quickly they do. um they like bolt mm. across the landscape at one point that dog bolts his food down which is what we just learned is a way you can use the word bolt bolt we learned today thank you dictionary.com you're welcome uh yeah so these so yeah that's that's it that's all that's actually more reasons than we usually have yeah there's and there's some more similarities that we found out Mm -hmm. as we're going but we'll get into those later uh first kate I want to know about your experience with the movie Cars. Uh, the movie Cars is less experience than I have with the object cars. I Yeah, that makes yep. sense. Uh, I, I drove one. I, I no longer drive one. You drove the movie? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> because I would say that the plot drives the movie. Oh. Mm. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh. Unless there's a poorly lyric Randy Newman song in the middle of it. Uh, you could just say Randy Newman song. Ooh. Boom. Randy Newman burn. Except for friends on the other side. Cars was the first, I think, Pixar movie I did not see. Whoa. In theaters. Whoa. And I think it remained the only one for a very long time. I think there's a handful now that I haven't seen, um, including both of the Cars sequels. Right. Uh, but yeah, it didn't seem that appealing to me. Uh, and also it was like right after, right when I went to college. So like Mm. I was not really going to movies. So my follow-up question was going to be, uh, did Andy see this in the theater? Cause this feels like a boy movie. Uh, this does feel like a boy movie. My sense, and and I will do the research and and get back to you on a on a cellmate's social media page. Absolutely, I don't think Andy had seen this for a very long time either. Interesting. And either he has seen it recently, or maybe still not seen it. Not sure. But for a while, this was like the one we hadn't seen. Yeah. Uh, and I think 
I mean, it was, and, and we'll talk about this too, it was not marketed to me. No. Uh, I am not a NASCAR fan, so it wasn't really marketed to me. Yeah. It, like, it's a boy movie, but more specifically, it is the Pixar NASCAR movie. It is a it is a working class dad movie. Yeah. In, in a very, or wannabe working class dad <laughs> movie. Uh, in a very significant way. Yeah. Um, uh, so I saw this, I think, Two years ago, for for completionist purposes, hmm. I think it you know spinning back around. I think it might have been related to that bracket thing that came out, where I'm like, I guess I should have a, an informed opinion. People are opinion putting cars as their number one. About so. well, that's not true, but like people did on our bracket, I think as number I don't know as number I don't one. Know. But anyway, anyway, so I figured this is a pretty classic movie by this point. It spun off two sequels. The sequels get a lot of uh, shit, but not really the original so much. So I'll right. check it out. And I quite enjoyed it. Um, this second time, you know, a few more plot holes and kind of narrative gaps come through. But in general, I think this is a fine movie. Um, and I'm happy that I've seen it. Nice. What about you, Dick? What's your experience with Cars, the vehicles, uh, I, the cinematic experience? I think I saw this in the theater. I don't remember, but I think I saw this well, in the theater. That sounds promising. This sounds like something I would have seen in the theater. I saw it somehow. I saw it before we watched it for the podcast. There you go. <laughs> uh, I haven't really watched it since my first watching, um, and I haven't really been that interested in the Cars universe. I haven't seen the second or third uh, I can tell you who loves cars, and that is uh, my nephew Joey. Or at least he did like two, three years ago. I was going to say, is that still a thing? He is at age here's, 11. Or? Here's the thing yeah, he is at an age where I feel like stuff can change like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was very into to Lightning McQueen and chowing all over the place. And yeah, it seems like this is a movie where the merchandise just lives on forever because yeah. kids always like cars of some kind. Like my kids now, I'm not sure that they've seen cars, but I see a lot of cars backpacks. And we we um we did Oh no, we kind of skipped over the cars section of the art of animation. We did. It's resort. the only section we didn't visit cause Yeah. I think we saw that it existed and that was about it. So, you know, um, cars is it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get a cookie timer ready? I, I sure do. All right, and uh, you know, just in case you're jumping into this podcast for the first time with this episode, um, the cookie timer is a uh, I guess a standard iPhone alarm. Uh, it is. It is called s- Circuit. It is called Circuit. We set it to two minutes, and we challenge each other to uh, do our best to get through the plot of a movie uh, in that two minutes. And at the end, it goes, cookies are done, cookies are done. Preferably a movie that we're talking about on the podcast. Uh, well, okay, we'll, we'll do that. Today, I'm going to outline The Lion King. <laughs> uh, I hope everyone's okay with that. Oh, yeah, that's coming out soon. Uh, if by soon you mean twenty seven years ago or twenty no, no I, Aladdin is twenty seven. I saw the twenty five years ago, and that's all. I saw the posters for the brand new movie where 
There's like three lions with different names because it's like one's named Nala and one's named Chirabi. So these Sarabi, posters but came they out look exactly the same. We have as a podcast, we have already tweeted about this. Yeah, but uh, like I, this, yeah. I feel like this is breaking news that it that is breaking is news worth us talking about. That it, Kate, I thought. Tell us about the posters. So it's a series of posters, and it just says "actor is name of character" in like. Ariel I font. wish they literally said that. I mean, they almost Actor do. is name of character. It's like a white, just it's, solid it's Ariel very, font. Very basic font. Very um, basic design. And then it's got what looks like a stock photo of a zoo animal mm-hmm. uh, that vaguely matches the animal I know this character's name to be associated with. Yeah. And then a little uh, Lion King out can you tell the difference between this Simba date. and Mufasa no. in those pictures? Sarabi and Nala, no. Sarabi and Nala, like. I mean, at least Pumbaa is horrifying, so you can see <laughs> oh who he is. God, he's so scary. So, he, but here's the thing: is that people like? It's genuinely. I look at them and I think like, ew, they look like real animals, right? Mm-hmm. But there, there is a reaction on the internet that does not necessarily disagree with what I'm seeing. Yeah. But instead, they're like. Oh, squee! They look like real animals. I was like, and I just am genuinely interested. And it's like people I know, people who like also love these cartoon movies, and it's just super interesting to mm-hmm. me that like this is literally the stuff of my nightmares. Kate, and I, I feel like we should pair the Lion King live action, live air quotes for live action, yeah, CGI action, CGI. Um, with Milo and Otis, another uh, movie about real animals. Do the mouths talk? Ooh, I don't think so. Or is it a so. Homeward Bound situation? I think it's a Homeward Bound See, Homeward Bound kind of works because the mouths don't move. Mm. Homeward Bound. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, also, Paul, Paul Simon never opened his mouth when he was singing We're song. fairly certain the mouths move. Disney hasn't shown us one way or the other they yet, showed which is very sketchy. Movements. They did, but they haven't since. Yeah, that was like two months ago. They haven't, like, dedicated to I, it i don't think they're very confident think in we're what gonna we're get, gonna think about it do you think we're gonna get a sonic situation where they're like sorry we made those so shitty no no because they're gonna get a billion dollars hey kate at least so- like at hey, least kate. sonic can convey emotions hey kate there's two minutes on the cookie timer i'm gonna yeah. do cars ready set here i go nascar something we like know, that that's not know. branded anyway three cars are having a race the veteran the rookie and the hot shot i don't know Anyway, Lightning McQueen is the rookie. He's a uh, yeah. He's got a catchphrase. It's Kachow. He uh, they they have a three way tie in Whoa. this big old race. And Lightning McQueen is like, Psh, I'm gonna get him next time. They're gonna have a rematch. But it's uh, across the country. So they have to. He gets in his Mack truck and yeah. starts flying. Uh, flying starts driving across the country. I'm already oh. in the wrong movie. Uh, and uh, because. Uh, Lightning McQueen makes his truck stay up all night because he only cares about being there first. Uh-huh. Hey, there's, uh, we'll talk. Uh, his truck falls asleep and there's a mishap and Lightning McQueen gets spewed out onto the highway and ends up uh, on a wild goose chase and doesn't find his truck, but he runs into this town called Radiator Springs. He uh, messes up a lot of it in trying to get out of there. He gets a police... Anyway, uh, so he ends up in a series of misadventures basically wrecking their main street wrecking at ralph and so the uh judge paul newman Mm -hmm. decides with the help of other cars that he's going to fix it 
and then he can leave. He's going to fix He's, he's going to retard the road. He's going to fix it, Ralph. He, he's going to fix it. Uh, and so he doesn't like that idea, but eventually he gets like, he warms up to the really small town kind of hick community. He realizes that they like used to be a thriving community, but got passed over by a newfangled highway for efficiency and no one visits them anymore. So he learns kind of how to be humble, how to fit into a community, how to think outside of himself. He goes back to the race. He almost wins it, but lets the veteran win because he learned stuff in this town, goes back to the town, settles down with the nice Porsche lady car. And ka-chow. Cookies are done. That was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. I skipped almost everything. Here's the thing. I have this really nice computer chair that, that you got me for Christmas. Um, and it's really good on my back. And, and I'm going to be honest, it was a little bit of a waste. Because you paid for the whole seat. But I only needed the edge for <gasps> that story. Yes. Because it was so good. That was a uh, very complicated setup. Thank you. Great job. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's the story of the of cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yep. Uh, so thing, things that I didn't mention is all like the characters in the movie. Yeah. Uh, he's got girl Porsche. Yep. Uh, what's her name? Her name is Bonnie Hunt. Uh, Porsche. 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 Bonnie Porsche. Porsche Della Rossi. Um, no. Uh, he's got Mater. Uh, uh, he's a rusty old truck. Uh, and yep. he's like serious redneck, but really adorable. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got uh, Hud- Doc Hudson, which is Paul Newman, mm-hmm. um, and he's like he's an old racer that like was on top it's of the, the world Hudson at Hornet. one point in time. Hudson Hornet. He got injured in a crash and then like never raced again because mm-hmm. he was forgotten really quickly because. You know, old people are forgotten, and that's a that's a problem in the world. Yep, which you got... it's not not a problem, but is it right. is the thesis of this movie, which is inter well, like respect your elders. Like, kind of time moves yeah. faster, and it leaves a lot of people in the dust who shouldn't be left in the dust. Okay. All right, slow down. You're moving too fast. You got it. This is a very uh, it's a very Paul Simon. Simon. Uh, but in addition to Doc Hudson, you've got Doc Hollywood. Who's Michael J. Fox and Doc Rivers, who is a basketball coach, uh, and I guess the well, you can't dwarf. forget Doc Brown. I can and did. I love Doc Brown, but I did forget him. Yeah, I went to Doc Rivers before Doc Brown, and and you had Michael J. Fox right there. Yup. Yeah. Uh, so like it's a neat cast of characters. Yeah. I feel like uh, it's a memorable cast, uh, which which Pixar does well. They like. They don't introduce you to too many people, just a handful, and then they really like uh, characterize them. I'd say the female character is not that much of a character. Well, we don't remember her name. We don't remember her name. Uh, We just remember what kind of car she is. Sally? It could be. What's the name of her inn? She owns a hotel. It's the Cone Inn Uh or something like that. Flo, Flo is the one with the gas station. Yeah, but that's not her. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, I, I, I would push back a little bit about uh, on memorable characters because you got uh, two, three. You got I'd Light, say, you got I, Lightning uh, yeah. McQueen. I'd you got Mater. Three. Yeah, yeah, maybe Doc Hudson. Yeah, and maybe 
Mac, the Mac truck. Yeah, I mean, it's John Ratzenberger. It's like, what so... are all the other Mac trucks named? Are they named right. different things? Right. Uh, yeah, the I mean, Mac truck, I mean, John Ratzenberger. No. Be memorable in a less than memorable role. That got, I credit him fully for that. You've got the legendary um, Richard Petty as someone. There are so many race got, car people in this movie. I think Richard Petty's wife. I don't know you what ha- the deal is. So how I know is there are Maybe a bunch Lori of race Petty? car. How I know there are a bunch of race car people in this movie is because <laughs> any character whose name I don't know besides Bonnie Hunt. Is like phoning it, not phoning in, but like trying really hard at voice acting. But clearly, they've never done this before. May, may, may I do? May I? May I do an impression? Uh huh. This is my impression of every voice actor that is a racer in this movie. Hey, we gotta really go and win the race now. Good. Are you coming? Are you coming to win the race with me now? Sometimes they speak in Italian. That's the only. Uh, modifying that's that's true <laughs> characteristic that is true bob costas does okay because he's used to like announcing things with the uh, expression uh, yeah but, but you know it's bob costas like uh, immediately one you know it's bob costas two he has a stupid pun, pun name cutlass yeah bob cutlass it's not even a good pun name and the other and, one also has a pun name and it's and a nascar race. three uh if you're gonna watch bob costas as a digital gleep glop uh he uh, is one of the two people doing the pod race in The Phantom Menace, if I'm not mistaken. So That seems weird. It's like Greg Proops and Bob Costas. I'm what? pretty sure. That's I'm going a- <laughs> to confirm this, but I know it is at least Greg Proops. Weird. No. Uh, yeah, so there's things like that. Like Jay, Jay Limo uh, makes the, the famous late night show host, Jay Limo, makes an appearance, which... Again, I don't mind because he's done voices before. He played a Triceratops. Update. No, he did not play a Triceratops. He played the other one. Update. Mm-hmm. It was not Bob Costas. Not Bob Costas. But it should have been. Was it Greg Proops? Definitely Greg Proops. Great. That I know. Great. Greg Proops shows up places. He's just places. Uh, no, he was the alien who fed the brain grain to the weirback dinosaurs, Jay Leno. So he's done voice work before. Oh, yeah. And he does have a very memorable voice, but they kind of, I think, waste him playing himself yeah. just in like a literal five-second reference. We don't want to waste you on you. Well, but like you have like Richard Petty who like, are people going to know that's Richard Petty if they don't look it up? If he's not, if, here's the thing about Richard Petty. Here's his defining feature. He is eight feet tall and he looks like he's a, a person Made of taffy that has been stretched out, and he's scary. And he's usually standing next to a car. So, right, like his I voice mean, to me. Yeah, like if you show me a picture and said, "Is that Richard Petty?" I could tell you yes or no. I mean, he scared a- me at a wax museum. Not actually him, <laughs> but his wax figure, because it is tall and stretched out, and and he's he's very distinct looking. I have a question for you, Dick. Oh, is there a a wax figure you've encountered that hasn't scared you? Yes. Which one? Which singular one? This will be surprising. So, uh, quick aside. I went to Las Vegas uh, when I was in my early 20s uh, with a friend of mine. And I was like, we were trying to find stuff to do. He was not interested in a lot of things. But he was like, we can check out that wax museum. So, we went to the wax museum. And you know that feeling when when you're like looking at a crowd and you see someone you recognize? That's the feeling that was pinging in my head 
all the time in this wax museum because there'd be a crowd of like 10 people I didn't know around one person who I'm like, oh, I know this person. And I don't actually know them. It's like Lawrence Fishburne. Samuel Jackson. Oh. Okay. So So you're seeing Lawrence Fishburne. I've seen Lawrence Fishburne. And maybe Samuel L. Jackson. Maybe Samuel L. Jackson. And I, I just, I have this pinging keep happening. And then like... I back into someone and I'm like, oh my God, I backed into a statue, but I didn't. It was just like a person. And then I, I go over to this Matthew McConaughey statue. <laughs> I thought you bumped into him. That would have been a funny. Uh, I, go, I walk up to this Matthew McConaughey statue. I look into his eyes <laughs> and they've got it like hooked up with an LED so that his eye twinkles. And that just <laughs> set me off. And I just like, I just ducked down. I covered my head and I just quietly had a panic attack um in my mind in this story you are like in the fetal position against a wall rocking and saying i'm all right all right all right oh boo oh but every time <laughs> um so uh i i will say that uh the next floor down had a haunted house uh which you did not walk through unless you paid extra but there was a wax looking figure outside that came to that you know uh, jumped out at you to scare you those. uh well i'm already panicking and then the floor down after that had richard petty who was terrifying but there is one wax figure that i sat next to that calmed me and it was gerard depardieu that's interesting. It is interesting. It seems like he would be a very creepy wax figure. He was a very creepy wax figure. Because he seems kind of like a creepy looking human. He is a very creepy looking yeah. human. Okay. So maybe the creepy just canceled out. Maybe the creepy canceled out. Is that out. how it works that at is. a wax museum? You know what? Let's ask Bolt our next film. Let's ask him. Hey, Kate. What was the first time you saw Bolt? That's what he would say. That, wow. That's pretty good. Uh... I first saw this film for this podcast because Mm. we kept seeing movies done by the same, I think, writing team where like when we would look up information about um, like the Winnie, the the new Winnie the Pooh or there was another, maybe Lilo and Stitch um, and Emperor's New Groove, which we haven't Mm. done for the show yet, but it's one of my favorites. It's the same writing team that's on Bolt. I'm like, oh, all of these movies are like great and they're just a little bit off in their comedy yeah. and it's unexpected and it's super refreshing for Disney. I I have been missing out by not seeing Bolt. Yeah. Uh, and so then we saw it and I maybe wasn't missing out. Yeah. I, uh, s- similar story. I saw it for this podcast. Uh, I kind of recommended it as a joke because I had heard it was bad and thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun to watch something bad? Uh, And then you were like, hey, all those reasons you just said. Uh, So we watched it. That happened. It was not totally bad either. Yeah, to be be clear, uh, it is easy to engage in some hyperbole uh, and be like, oh, this movie's terrible. This movie is not terrible. There we've, are we've seen terrible. Yeah, we've seen terrible. There are uh, Act One, Act Three, and some Act Two issues, um, <laughs> but like the movie itself kind of works. Generally works. There's some funny stuff in there. There's some sweet stuff. There's stuff that doesn't work that we will 
I'm sure get into. But uh, honestly, not too bad, especially considering what I expected. So you would say that there were sweet acts then? Cheers. Is that a, a reference to our ax, sweet to action ax-ed. beer that we're drinking? Yeah. There is a better pun in there. I don't I would, like puns, though. This is why I don't like them, because I try to come up with them, and then they're bad. I would say, well, that you need to practice. You no, need to come up with I don't think more. that's the answer. Uh, Kate, the first step, or sorry, <clears throat> Kate, sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. I don't need to be even kind of good at puns. Mm. That's why I just, I don't need to get better. Everyone else needs to stop using them. Mm-mm. Dick. Hey, Kate. I'm going to... Uh, Bring this timer called circuit, Ooh. almost like a, a race car circuit, like the the tracks. Isn't oh, that it called a made, circuit? That would have made more sense. Like on for the circuit. The, yeah. I anyway, think the both circuit can run in circles like too. A series of races. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm just gonna just for both of us, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a plot summary of Bolt open. Oh, that's. That's interesting, Kate, because mm-hmm. I also have a plot summary of Bolt Open. We don't usually do this. We don't. And I just, and like, honestly, I think I can do it, but I don't want to miss anything. Because when I tried to do this earlier as practice, it did not go well. Yeah. I left out all the major characters except Bolt. I mean, I kind of did that. Hmm. And I, it turned out okay. So I believe in you. All right. All right. Ready, set. Bolt. Okay, there's this dog named Bolt. He is an actor in like a kind of like high-tech super alias Lassie. Um, But he doesn't know he's an actor. He thinks he's a super dog because everyone is telling him he's a super dog because the director is like, hey, all of you humans can just like memorize your lines and stuff. This dog needs to believe it. Because if this dog believes, believes, then I can achieve. So uh, anyway... At the end of an episode, our uh, main lady heroine gets kidnapped, and Bolt's like, yo, I gotta save her. He ends up getting into a box full of uh, like packing peanuts and getting shipped to New York City, all the way from Los Angeles, California. Um, he meets uh, there in New York City a cat named Rita, uh, <laughs> mittens, boots, yeah, something like that. Uh, he meets a cat, and he's like, "Cat, you're gonna help me, or I'm gonna eat you. I'm a dog." And the cat's like, "Yo, on it, it kind of." So he starts making his way across the country. On his way across the country, he meets a hamster named Rhino, not played by Patton Oswalt, but should have been played by Patton Oswalt. Um. They make their way across the country. They have upses and downses, uh, just like in Nottingham, or not like in Nottingham. Uh, They get to the great city of Los Angeles eventually, after those many upses and downses, and there's a fire on the set where Penny Bolt's friend is. And he goes in and saves her, despite her kind of having another dog. It's a weird sort of thing anyway he saves her and then the mom fires the agent that was abusing the dog earlier i never hit those notes right yeah hey 
actually we both did pretty good on these summaries. Yeah, would you would you agree with that summary in general? Yeah, it had a surprising amount of details for like how little happens in this movie. Thank you. I was and like as you're doing plot points, I'm like, wait, why does the cat go with him? I don't remember. So, does she, is she just humoring him? Because she thinks he's nuts. She, she knows thinks, that he's an actor. She thinks he's nuts, but also he. She like runs the streets, and the pigeons give her things. Yeah, but she then like is boss of the pigeon. He's like mob. he like turns them. On her? Yeah. A feral cat who bullies pigeons out of their food. Yeah. And it just says, Bolt compels Mittens to guide him back to Penny. <laughs> That's it. Just I, compels. He has her leash. Or he puts a leash on her? So you learn later in the film, like, <laughs> much, much too late. You learn much, much too late that Penny, or not Penny, that Mittens has been abandoned by her former family. Um... It's a Jesse and Toy Story situation. So, like, it's why she doesn't trust anyone and why she doesn't bond with people. But, yeah. like, by... So, yeah. Like, I'm not sure why she goes with him. But by the end, she's like, oh, we could set up a little, like, lean-to cardboard box home here. Somewhere that's green. Yeah. She's, like, starting to buy into this idea of home just when he's, like... But, uh, but no, th- I, I'm, yeah. like, a mile away from my owner. I'm just going to bolt. Yes. Uh... I, yes. This movie was fine. This movie was fine. I just feel like it it needed a couple more drafts. Uh, Kate, I cannot talk, I cannot even broach the subject of Mittens the Kitten. Yeah. Without talking about Mindy. And, or sorry, yeah, Rita. 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 Yeah. And without talking about the good feathers. The good feathers. Because so they're both in this movie. Bolt is like early on approached by three Kind of Italian stereotype mobster pigeons, and they're not—they're not straight up De Niro and Pesci like in the animate. If you watched uh, Warner Brothers cartoons in the mid '90s, you remember Animaniacs, mm-hmm. awesome show. Uh, but had uh, the Goodfellas, who were three pigeons. The Good Feathers. Good Feathers, who were three pigeons doing the. Basically, the same routine from uh, Goodfellas over and over again. The you talking to me? Or not you talking to me. That's sorry. The uh, you think I'm a clown? Do I amuse you? Yeah. Sort of scene over and over again. Um, they're just, they're just kind of in this movie. And then the cat that like is bullying them is like a mangy uh, like black gray cat with... A New white, York accent. Yeah, with a yeah. with a New York accent and and like white mitten yeah. paws, and it, she's just like uh, Rita, uh, played by Another. Bernadette Peters uh, from Animaniacs. Animaniacs. It's weird. Yeah. Like if they were just like, like you know, you you see like a Totoro in Toy Story, and it's just kind of there, and it's like, oh, neat, they're paying a little homage, right? But these are like. These characters are on the screen. Like one of them is a main character, and those birds are on there, on the screen over and over again. So it's very strange that they're like straight up copies. The Wikipedia description of Mittens is a sarcastic and feisty alley cat. The <laughs> Animaniacs wiki 
uh, of Rita is a feisty gray and white cat who is un- unfortunately a stray. That's pr- I mean, it's wow. weird wording, but it's essentially it's the same. But I mean, point. that's the I, I will say good job on the Animaniacs wiki for just being like, hey, it is a cat. It is a stray. Instead of being like, hey, it's an alley cat. It's a stray cat. Just it's, like it's a cat who is experiencing strayness. Yeah. It's just like you, you don't say like you shouldn't say I, I do because it's really hard not to homeless person. You say yeah. a person who is homeless mm-hmm. uh, because you emphasize the fact that they are a person. Shelter and security. Yeah. Boom. Uh, that's right. So, so yeah, you got like, this is a thing that I started experiencing more when I realized it was happening in American Tale, where like a character comes on screen and it's pretty clear when you're never going to see the character again, uh, which is almost every character in American Tale. (laughs) But these pigeons came on the screen. I'm like, oh, how long do we have to deal with it? Like... I know they're leaving, but I was just already exhausted. Um, and I actually thought uh, the cat was going to be the same because <laughs> they don't introduce her super well. Yeah. Uh, and then she just stays along for the whole movie uh, for for very little reason. Uh, yeah, the whole thing, like um, that that hamster too that they meet is is seems just generically Warner Brothers. Like it's goofy and it's like actually more a little bit more dreamworks but yeah and he's not he's it's not it's not out of place yeah it's just not what you'd expect yeah it it's yeah and he was not as obnoxious as i obnoxious as i thought he'd be yeah i think straight off you and i both were kind of like oh this is gonna be bad and then he was kind of fine yeah he was was kind of fine throughout uh so Bolt has all these like kind of Warner Brother references. I actually found that Cars has does the same thing. Hmm. Um, not necessarily with Warner Brothers, but I think after the movie was done, I turned to you and said, "I think this is what DreamWorks thinks it's making." Yeah. Uh, or at least it it's how they want it, their movies received. Yeah. Because like it it was more referential than any Pixar movie I've ever seen. Like specifically pop culture referential in a way that DreamWorks is all over every single movie. Yeah. So so when this movie started up, it it starts with references. It starts with um, you know like uh, uh, the the announcers being like, "Hey, I'm Tony Corolla and Adam sure what whatever Ford or whatever." Right. Like it's it's. And it's just tons of like car puns and celebrity appearances, mm-hmm. like right, kind of right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And then the other like very DreamWorksy thing about this movie is their use of songs that mm. are like existing songs yeah. or some were like created for the movie, but using lots of the song. Yeah. Like, and covers, like specifically two, covers, two or three minutes of the song yeah. or the whole song. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something you usually see in a Pixar movie. Like, wa- no, I don't even think Wally plays an entire song. No, the only thing I can think of is there's that Rihanna song in Wreck It Ralph, which seems also very out of place. Oh yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it, you know, but the the scenes in Cars where they were like 
hey, we're going to sing Old Town Road for like 10 minutes while we pan across this Old Town Road, it felt like Shrek. It felt like any of the 10 times they did that in Shrek where they're like, oh man, we made a 30-minute movie. Can we put an entire Counting Crows song over (laughs) two people looking sad? Yes, we can. Woo! Yeah, and, and the thing is that like, they didn't even need the filler, right? Like, yeah, this like movie the is scenes two, are visually this movie is two hours long. Well, the scenes are visually interesting, though. The yeah. scenes that are going on, they're not just filling time. It's almost to me, it's like, get rid of this music. I want to see what's going on. Like, this music is distracting me from the interesting things. And some of it's like the life is a highway scene. I think is one where like I can forgive it because. It is showing the expanse of like the travel that they're making. That's, that's kind of our first. Uh, uh, song, there's one right? before. There's like a country song oh my God. before. It might be during the NASCAR event. Mm. I'm not sure, but and that's I mean that that's almost um, the word that means that that could be happening in the world. Diegetic. Yeah, yeah. Non, it's it's almost non-diegetic. I, it's the like, way it. For some reason, I'm thinking it's not the, no, the I, way I noticed it. But. I, I agree. But like if you're at like a NASCAR yeah, yeah. race, like maybe there's music going yeah. on. I don't know. I mean, and I think the whole country, um, you know, schema they're using is very related to what they want as kind of what you remember about the movie. And it's it's atmospheric. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just like in so many cameos, so many celebrity cameos, all these racers, but like. Yeah, yeah, Jay Leno's in there. I feel mm-hmm. like there's a couple more that are just like at, uh, it's so know. much. It's so much. Yeah. Um, and it never quite tips to like, like I need to turn this off, like a DreamWorks movie does to me often. Yeah, but I, it's like just at that line. There were a couple times where something would happen on screen, and I would just yell, "Oh come on!" Yeah. Um, Jay Limo. Was one of Jay Limo was one of them. Like you, here's how you do a cameo: you just make Jay Leno a car, and we all know who he is. Yeah, and it's fun. I mean, that's why Paul Newman is in the movie because he's he was a racer, like he owned race cars and he owned a race track, I think. And it's neat, and And that's why he's a main character in the movie. If you know that and you recognize that it's his voice, you're like, oh, I got something out of this. Um, like, uh, like honestly, um. Some of the the racers, some mm-hmm. some of the stars of of race sport that they used, uh, did they did as well? Richard Petty, like, not an actor, uh, not a performer, but he wasn't like Richard Petty McCarrington or right. something like that, right? right. Like, uh, I think was it Mario Andretti mm-hmm. was he is yeah that's car, that is the name of the car a car named Mario Andretti. That's- so let's uh, um, a pup named Scooby Doo. If we can take a take a an off ramp. Ooh, uh, <laughs> oh, we can't. They didn't build an off ramp. Oh, they didn't build an off ramp. We just have to keep so. going on Interstate Forty. Nope, sorry. Oh well, sorry, Route Sixty Six. Uh, no, if we can uh, get horrendously turned around and end up on Route Sixty Six, uh, <laughs> the 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 characterization and the personification of cars is done with an unsteady hand in this movie. There are inconsistencies littered throughout the world. Some cars are people. Some cars are like famous or some cars are like famous racers, 
but they're not the car. And some cars are animals, and some cars are cars, but with faces. And uh, what what did you tell me about this? Uh, at least, well, at least a few times I mean, during the movie. So from like the fifteen second mark, you were noting like. But th- that can't be that can't be his ear because this and this like you were making one to one correlations mm-hmm. with every single car reference. You're like, well, if this is if this is nose, then why would the why would there be teeth and with the and there's a certain amount of suspended disbelief. Uh-huh. These cars have eyes like cars don't have eyes. No, that's, that's just part that's of fine. it. But there are things that are like it doesn't it's not super bothering me that like. One car what, is a cow and another said, car is a person. What you said to me is you're going to enjoy this movie more if you don't try and make a one-to-one correlation. Shut up and drive, I, drive, ooh, drive. Ooh, nice. Um, but, and, and you were right. I mean, I tried to stop doing it. I, I really did. And then the movie is just like, hey, here's a thing. The the nose thing that that wasn't even me. That was me because Mater. Mater has like snot coming out of his motor mouth. oil. It might be drool, but the sound that it makes when he sucks it up is very much a nostril sound. Yeah, but he has a separate nose because so when he like, puts a hood on top of it, his nose. The it's radiator a is his nose. The radiator is his. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be pedantic. <laughs> I'm not trying to be picky. I'm not trying to be like. Cinema sins, where it's like, "Bing, his nose is the radiator," right? Yeah. Like, I, it's not, it's not that big a deal unless you, as a movie, like, in in like Finding Nemo, right? Like, I don't care that the fish high five with their fins sure. or like hold. I know they can't hold fins; it doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> but my mind just lets it go because the movie's like, "Here is the rule," and then it keeps that rule. Yeah. This movie is like, cool, here's the rule, cars are people. And then it's like, oh, these cars are cows. Also, these cars are branded. Like, this one is a Porsche. This one is a Ferrari. Right. And it's like, what is that? What is that? What is that cognate? Are they ethnicities? Yeah, are Are they? they... Well, the Italian car is... The Italian car is Italian. The Ferrari is Italian. Yeah. The, but I think there'd be more. I, the other Italian yeah, guys but like our are Italian also. cars. Yeah. It's really unclear. And like it, it also leads me to think like, okay, so if these, in Toy Story, right, they're actual toys. Right. That's where they, the personalities they come from. They fall asleep. Yeah. Or people aren't there. Uh, they come alive. Yeah. Got it. Cars, it's unclear. And, and because they have brands. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that bothers me the most yeah. because it's like one, does it mean that you are born a race car and you have no choice? Does, does it mean that people exist well, and they made these cards? Like, so we see how them, is there a Ford without them, Henry Ford? We see them get paint jobs, right? So like they're they, not born they with the logos themselves. tattooed, right? They're not born with the brands tattooed on them. And the brands are like gas and rusties, like, they're all things that cars consume. Well, but some of the brands are Porsche and Ferrari. Yeah. So it just be, so the the best explanation I can give you is in that giant Pixar uh, 
cosmic theory. Yeah. Where like humans are extinct and things like cars and toys become sentient. Like Toy Story is the partway mark. I'd have to look up that theory again. But it's like, oh yeah, cars exist in the world where cars are sentient. There are no more people. If you just said to me like, hey, they're Hot Wheels. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Great. That's why some of them are branded. That's why some yeah. of them are weird. Like they're toys. Oh, okay, cool. The kid is like, oh, uh, these are cows. Like the kid decided they're cows, so they're cows. And to be clear, like we didn't, we didn't say all this in the movie. Like we could have. Like it's a neat conversation to have. But like in in the execution, it's fine. And yeah, I, I think it's interesting to tell stories with things that are not humans because I think you can have a few more liberties, and I think you get more people to kind of be able to connect. With a character because they're not worried about like, oh, this character looks like me or they look like someone else or is a car. It looks like no one. I I found it. uh, So I will say I found it confusing uh, at times because like his friend is a Mack truck that he goes inside of to be transported. So I assume that like the truck is controlling like the sound system and stuff that's in there because it's attached to his body. But then later he like rolls out of the truck and the truck doesn't notice. And then it's like, oh, okay, the the Mack truck, uh, the sentient part is the front part and the trailer's just a trailer. Sure. Fine. But it's like, it's something I didn't know going in. Right. And so had to figure out as the movie was going i kept having to like i kept having to suspend my disbelief over and over again yeah that's not to get too again in the weeds and pedantic and and pain in the assy about what this universe is supposed to be but it it keeps breaking its own rules and i keep getting confused yeah and i kind of like uh bolt to a certain extent has less of that problem because there are humans and like just the animals talk to each other, it seems like, and yeah. they don't talk to the humans. So there are certain rules. Um, but there were also rules that they broke. I feel like the 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 Bolt show, whatever it's called, yeah. has it is an example of that. Where it's... So the, the point is, right, that they want the dog acting for real. But it is like a fully modern television shooting setup where, like, there are camera angles and there are special effects yeah. and, like... In my mind, how do you know the dog's going to press that button on the computer and make it light up? Like, yeah, how are you going to really know that the dog's going to go to this, you know, villain first and then yeah. you set up that camera angle? And I guess, again, it's just this is how this world functions and don't ask too many questions because it's not as important as other things. But it's the whole the whole premise of a dog acting for a show. It's like the Truman Show did it well. Bolt doesn't. Well, and the, the, the thing about Bolt is by by doing that, by saying like, okay, the dog's got to believe it's all real. We're like, cool, this dog is, is sentient. We're going to go back to sentience. We're like, cool, this dog understands like what reality is. And like, it's actively trying to save this girl every time. And so we're like, okay, cool. The dog can sort of think, which makes it, really cruel yeah to to like one trick it and two just like leave it in a trailer every and night that, so he is penny's dog like penny she adopts, adopts him, him at the beginning of the before she becomes a child actress and that's not part of the movie or that is 
I thought that was it was unclear. So I think the I think the TV show starts when it says six years later. Yeah the the movie Bolt starts with a TV show or it starts with a scene of a girl adopting a dog. Right. Uh, she picks out the dog. She loves it. And then we see six years later, and then it's a TV show. And it's a fake out. You're it's seeing kind the of TV show out. first. But it is and unclear. It's presented as reality. It is unclear whether the adoption of the mm-hmm. dog is part of that TV show. That universe, yeah. Or whether the girl owns the dog. Yeah. And later it is, he has like a squeaky toy or something from the pet shop. Yeah. Um, like in the non-TV scenes. So that's what makes me think that it wasn't. But it's not clear storytelling. But also that could just be the thing they lied to him about. Right? Like that. Because who just, knows? They're just lying to this dog. Who knows? It's no, it is. It's hard to get in on the whole premise of like his I want is I want to get back to Penny because he thinks that she's been kidnapped. Her yeah. character has been kidnapped, not the actual Penny. Um, and then he gets displaced to New York. And so his whole thing is... He's got to get back to L.A. Um, to save her. And I don't care about his dream because a, I think Penny is a horrible owner. Yeah. Like, they, like this whole this whole situation that he was in is bad. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene where you're supposed to really like their bond because Penny, like, feels bad that he's cooped up in a trailer. But doesn't like, do anything about it, but she he, feels bad. He doesn't bad. need to be. Are you kidding? Like, yeah. you could just be a girl and your dog. Yeah. This so is a really twisted abuse. It's very strange. Yeah. And, and like, her mom also, like, feels bad but doesn't do anything. It's a lot of They people, must be getting paid a lot of money. It's a bunch That's of people thing. feeling bad and not doing anything. Right. Um, would you say, though, because um, I, I feel like I feel like we're kind of hitting the note of these movies have some problems. Yeah. But would you say... Um, that in this journey, uh, because I know this is a thing you enjoy, Bolt sort of finds a hill beyond the hill. He and like he starts off seeking out uh, right. to rescue Penny. Yeah, his literal want is to rescue Penny. He realizes is a lie. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, I just want to be with my people, with my family." Mm-hmm. Does and- that sort of work for you? Uh, on paper, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know. I we we didn't watch this movie super recently, so I'm trying to kind of rack my brain of like what Bolt's character arc looked like because, it, like, he discovers through the course of the movie that he does not have superpowers. Yeah. Um, that he is not a super dog. He's just a dog. Yeah, because in in the in the TV show he's in, he's got like a super bark that yeah. sends enemies flying. Yeah. He can move super fast and everything else is like in slow-mo, I yeah. think. And for for a long while into the movie, um when he's like out in the real world, his he tries a superpower and it ends up quote unquote working because there's a series of other coincidences that are happening. Which so is, he's like, "No, fun, cool. Yeah. I have a super bark." Yeah. It is, but I feel like it happens the exact same way several times in a row where I'm yeah. where like something needs to crack a little bit earlier. And he th- he doesn't think and it doesn't it doesn't connect with him that he doesn't have powers also because he attributes it to the foam packing peanuts right. that surrounded him. Right. It's like, "Oh, these are sapping my energy." That is funny. It is That is funny. It yeah. is funny. Um but yeah, that 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 like amounts to him not understanding that 
Right. He's actually just a normal dog. Right. If he even knows what a normal dog is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would like, is Hill Behind the Hill, I would say it's like, a, like maybe just an extra big hill that's kind of flat on top. Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he still wants to get home to his family, right? Yeah. It's whether it's saving her or, and then he ends up actually saving her. So it's like a, a hill and a so dip it's like the and first another hill, hill. The first hill and a corkscrew ended up being the hill behind the second hill. It's he doesn't really have a character arc. Not not especially. He doesn't have the the. I feel like the uh, platonic ideal of what I want to see in something like this is Jesse goes to Tokyo. Uh, which has been mentioned on this show before. Tell us again about Jesse Gets Well, Tokyo. Jesse Katsopoulos, he's in a band called The Rippers. Oh, Jesse and the Rippers. Jesse and the Rippers. I, I heard their hit song, Do the Jesse. Uh, do the Jessman. Do the Jessman. Do the Jessman. Yeah. dope. Uh, it's basically Will Smith and Aladdin. Uh, he, yeah. Every commercial I see for live action oh, Aladdin, boy. I just imagine the Jessman. I think of professional wrestler Bret Hart as Aladdin in a Canadian, a local Canadian play. We'll watch the preview for that later, and Neat. I will link it on our so social media. So many associations. Media. So anyway, uh, Jesse and the Rippers go to Japan to promote their lead single "Forever," which has gone to number one in, in Japan. He takes his family with him. Isn't that a Beach Boys song? Is it? Ah, not anymore. It's Dang. Jesse and the Rippers. They oh, covered they gave it. it to him. He goes to Japan. He's like really surprised by all of the like rock star treatment he's getting and at first it's like oh you guys don't need to do this but like and i think it is done especially well for a 22 minute episode of sitcom that like that's not a two-parter no it's only one it's incremental that he kind of gets used to it and then his head gets too big and then he ends up like kind of blowing off his family even though he's only in Japan three days promoting a f- top single, why would, like, don't bring your family. That's not a trip for them. What, anyway. about, wait, what about when he goes to Disney World and he completely ignores his family because he's there on business and they just if happen to If Jesse has this many along. great gigs, he needs to move out of the house. Like, wh- why is he still not renting an attic? Like, uh, yo, uh, fire, man. <laughs> Financial independence, retire early. He's, yeah. he's saving it. He's got a Roth IRA. He's got his 401k. I mean, he can't have a 401k because he's so not. So anyway, working. there's this incrementalism of him like getting, a, you know, acclimated to this, like to thinking he deserves this rock star stuff. And then it ends up with a major meltdown with his family. And then there's reconciliation. It's a little bit more applicable to Hercules and what I want from that movie. But the same thing, I was kind of expecting a meltdown with Bolt and we never really got it. We never super get it. He like he's got this kind of I can do anything, and I think in part he just doesn't have a good foil in mittens. Like that cat doesn't do anything for me, and she has a sad backstory. But you get it in like the last twenty minutes of the film. You you mentioned uh, Aladdin, uh-huh. and that's that's also what I kind of like want out of this is like mm. is that like cool? I have this crazy power, and then like realizing he doesn't have it, be like oh I'm. I'm useless. I'm just a dog. Right. I'm just a, a street rat. Right. Uh, I'll make you proud of your boy. Uh, hey, guess what? I'm, I'm maybe just a dog, but I can, I can do this. Because he doesn't give up, right? He doesn't like slink into a despair. Feel like he does too much. We could please let us know if we're totally <laughs> wrong. Um, um, but I, I, I yeah, don't, I don't, think I don't so. feel like he does. No, he keeps going. Yeah. Yeah, he just keeps going. Uh, 
So, so really, like, Mittens has the character arc because she has to go from not trusting people to trusting people or animals. Bolt, um, but she's not a fleshed out character, so Bolt, I don't care. I should mention, is uh, in reality uh, a man with superpowers uh, who uh, is like a level eight clear Thetan uh, and can uh project himself and can read minds so you talking about a superhero i am talking about yeah i'm talking about a superhero john travolta oh (laughs) great yep uh so i find it interesting uh a little bit that john travolta is in a movie about a character who is tricked uh, by some kind of evil people into believing into he has believing superpowers. That he has superpowers and oh is doing good things for the world and saving the world. Isolated from Isolated anyone from, who's not involved with his superpowers and activities. Then sort of like realizes that it's just really interesting that a Scientologist uh, is in a movie that is almost an allegory for for like. A little bit. A journey bit. out of Scientology. Yeah. Uh, and and, but it, but then, if we're going to make some one-to-one analogies oh, man. A-, a la cars, he would then like maybe need to use one of those meterometers at the end to save someone. <laughs> but like not in the way you think. Like he'd need to like chuck it through a window. Well, he or uses his super to, bark. His super bark, yeah. Which is his tool from the beginning. That's like his meter meterometer. Oof. Yeah. Uh, Scientology. So, problem. Dick. Yes. Besides, uh, former Scientologists, who do you think this movie is for? Like, who I guess is current Scientologists. For? I think it's for Tom Cruise specifically. So to but to as like a, there's help. Like find a mittens. Yeah, find a find okay. find a mittens in. Uh, well, I guess not Nicole Kidman, uh, but maybe. Uh, I don't know. No, people seem to just run. Like yeah. uh, they find their own mittens and Here, run away from him. Here's the okay. So um, we've had a few tangents already, but uh, there's a quick one. Scientology bad. Okay, tangent over. Um, yeah, who is this movie? Like you're saying, who is this movie aimed at? Yeah, who who's is, the audience? Who the target audience. Um, it's interesting because it it almost feels like. Boy movie. It does feel like boy movie. Because it's boy dog. But and I rem- action sequences and lasers. And- I remember strongly from the like uh, previews. Uh, I haven't rewatched the previews, but this is something I remember. Uh, that there was a lot of uh, Miley Cyrus mention. Well, it's 2008, so there would be a lot of Miley Cyrus mention. Which I, th- which I think that's a we're targeting girls. We're targeting young girls demographic. Mm. Sure, her show was watched by like everyone. Okay, at that time. Yeah, I no, I would, I say, I. Yeah, I, I, I don't say you're know. Onto that is that is a uh, that is a era of pop culture. I don't know much. I mean, about. people like dogs. I've people been told. <laughs> uh, they like dogs when they visit. They like it when they journey. They like yeah. it when they promise. They, uh, yeah. What a dog purpose. They like it and when they, they like it when they have purpose. when they have purpose. That's what I mean. Uh, so it's kind of like a dog movie. Yeah. But the dog's not 
all that dog cute. Like, yeah, he doesn't really do cute things that dogs do. No, not so much. And that cat is not cute. Yeah, the hamster is kind of cute. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So it's it's unclear. This is this is one of Disney's like earlier forays into like this is you 3D. said right before Princess and the Frog. This is right before Princess and the Frog. This is I think this is the same time as like Chicken Little. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cloudy with a chance of meat bulbs. Meet the Robinsons. Sure, Meet the Robinsons might be a little later. I'd have to look it up. I think that's another set of writers that mm. encouraged me on this one. And this this all this era, yeah, of like digital animation all blurs together for me. And and for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think it's kind of it's got elements of marketed toward younger, but it's got it's kind of too boring. Well, for you, the younger set, you know right? what you, you there say are action that. scenes bookmarking. You or say book too ending. boring for the younger set, but you're uh, again. We'll go back to you being a teacher. Uh, you have said that your younger kids really enjoy slow songs. Yeah, but when they're good. Well, um, and, right. <laughs> and I, I would say that we tried to rewatch Muppet Babies, and that was the most boring thing that I think we've boring. ever seen in our lives. Yeah. Maybe kids like boring stuff. Maybe kids like boring stuff. I, I don't know. Kids like dogs. Yeah. Uh, I've I've seen kids with like bolt backpacks, maybe or lunch pails or. I have something. Not. I have almost definitely not. It may. It might have been. It might have been like fifteen years ago. I don't know. Yeah. Or ten. Um, uh, whereas Cars has a very clear audience. Oh right? man! Like yeah. Cars is like, oh. Disney Pixar has never made a movie for uh, NASCAR Southern people. Let's do that 110. percent I would I would say even more than NASCAR Southern people, it's dads. You say say more. So like, uh, my dad does not care about NASCAR uh, at all, but you can bet that he is interested in Route 66, mm. which I'm sure he drove across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my best friend when I was a kid, uh, Joel, his dad is very much unlike my dad. My dad's a, a staunch uh, Republican, um, you know, white-collar job. He's a uh, fairly left-leaning uh, Democrat with a blue-collar job. He worked at Ford all his life. He was, like, on the line. But he's a car guy. He mm. loves cars, and mm-hmm. they both love looking back at when things used to be simpler and better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's this movie does so much of that. Like, it, it's interesting. Like the respect your elders uh, that you mentioned really comes into it. Mm-hmm. But like, even more than respect your elders, it's like, hey, there. You know, things used to be better. We've given up the best things for efficiency, mm-hmm. and it was a bad choice. Yeah, like, hey, you may be a famous car making millions of dollars or oil, or we don't have to get into this now. Uh, the economy you may be a, is dicey. You may be a famous car, but what about the pancakes at flows or mm-hmm. whatever, right? It's It's like that. Oh, you you sure you you may be living in the city and you may get Thai food delivered to your house every day, but hey, what about 
skipping stones in the creek. Like it's it's yeah, it's interesting. It is not a bad premise for a message. True. Um, but it it already feels outdated in like 2006, where yeah. it like seems like a kind of cliche thing to say. Like like it's very much like good old days, good old days, and. There, there is a sadness and like these towns still exist and they're dying because of whatever you want to say, big highways, globalization, mm-hmm. the internet, Amazon, you know. The globalization of the big highway internet. Sure. Information superhighway. Um, and then there's the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the premise of this movie that like we're missing out on good things and we should revisit those. Mm-hmm. What it doesn't have which i'm a little bit confused about and this is why i think your dad's things work work really well is that it doesn't have okay but why did we make things more efficient like is there also something to be gained for that Mm -hmm. is there perhaps a middle ground no um should we uh keep around 50,000 coal miners forever and ever just because that's the way that it's been or maybe should they learn how to use computers and or, gain some new skills? Or, or you know, maybe... And, and, still, and still participate in their communities and be friends and have these bars. But, like, maybe also uh, things can't stay in the past forever. And where's the, where's the middle ground? Um, nope. Small town America is the best. Coal forever. Coal forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Merman. Merman pop. So, uh... Oh boy. Okay. Before I start talking about the economy of cars, the the car economy, mm-hmm. and I will, I do want to say uh, some things I liked about Bolt mm-hmm. because I feel like we've been a little hard on that movie. We have been a little hard on Bolt. Um, and I will say that uh, to be fair, Bolt was a little hard on us. That's true. Um, the action was great. Yeah. And though the premise of those those early scenes. Where it's like, hey, this dog's a superhero, but he doesn't know he's not a... Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Take the premise out. Those scenes are fun to watch. It's fun to watch cameramen like trying to be sneaky and getting out of the way. It's fun to watch like this kind of mousetrap that they've set up. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, all this stuff's happening and we're going to make sure this dog hits this button. Like, It was really neat. It was mm-hmm. really, really well done and really fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. Cool. So let's talk about the cars economy. Let's talk about the cars economy. So uh, let's just talk about economy in general. As humans, we pay in in currency. Yeah, like, in, uh, like cash. Dollars. dollars That's why in, they call it money. In this country. Yeah. Uh, so the cars currency is... Customers? Smiles? <laughs> yeah. So there, there's this whole thing where the... And again, I would not bring this up if it wasn't a big part of the movie. Because I feel like it could be nitpicky. I could be, it could be a little pedantic. But we are introduced to this town that is dying. And it is dying because there are no customers. Right. And if there are no customers, then the gas station has to shut down, which means... No one can get gas, which means everyone has to leave the town. We don't see... There's like no money exchanged in this movie. No money changes hands. There's a lot of like trade, 
There's a lot of like work. Like labor trade. Some, yeah. yeah, like labor for tires or whatever. Except the labor was a concept. It was more it was of a, a conce- sentence. Yeah, it was a sentence. It was a, yeah. But like at no point, like I, again, I don't know the economy of this of this land because they don't talk about it. But like this car that is in this dying town is super famous. Yeah. And presumably has some money. Unless mm-hmm. he's like in a Backstreet Boys in sync situation yeah. where he gets a $10,000 check after a year. Yeah. And just kind of gets accommodations paid for. Unless it's that sort of situation. I will assume that this car has some money whatever that is in this world and some wealth this town has access to a paving machine and the problem is that there's no road going from the interstate to this town now i don't know who built the interstate and i don't know who regulates it that's also confusing true uh but it seems like he could buy some asphalt and then pave that road or it seems like he could be like oh here you know what here's some money you all can stay open and living in your town and have right, fun. Right, right. But it's it's unclear. Like, why does the gas station have to shut down? Because there aren't customers. Because there are like 12 cars in that town who do yeah, they all at need, least barter for gas. They all need gas. So what and are they... doesn't she need things like a place to stay? I don't... And where is she getting the gas? Yeah. Like, do gas trucks come full of gas? And it's really... It bothers me. Where do they where do they live? Do we know where they live? They live in well, Mater I think sleeps in the impact owned yard. Right. And so, Hudson Hornet sleeps in his garage. Oh yeah, I guess he's got a garage. The girl car sleeps in In the, the lobby hotel. of her hotel. And then ever there's cones in the hotel. I guess they sleep inside their stores. But like See, that's the. This is the thing about cars, and this, <laughs> I, I genuinely do not dislike this movie. No, I, I think, think it's, it's fun. fine. But when you break, or when you like set up rules and you don't explain them, or when you break rules within your universe so much that I have to think about it. Yeah. Because I'm like, the Goonies. The Goonies is a great. Well, it's a fine. It's a good movie from from like the eighties, and there is a town, and that town is like going under. Like the parents have to sell this house because they don't have any money. At the end of it, they find pirate treasure. They save the house. Yeah. Spoiler for the Goonies. We know why the house is in trouble. We know what the solution could be. They find pirate treasure. That's the solution. Sure. The, so, the problem with the, the the problem with the town is that they don't have customers. So I'm going to run a thought experiment. All right, experiment let's go. By you. Let's let's uh, transfer the story into a a, a human world, right? Yeah. So we got a small town of people who run things, and like they kind of barter with each other, but they're not doing great. Yeah, because they used to have a lot of customers, and that's where how their businesses are structured. Uh, famous. Anything. Sports star Owen Wilson comes into Let's the town. Let's say it's just Owen Wilson. Let's say yeah. it's, it's literally Owen Wilson <laughs> comes into the town. Like, he could pay for things, but it's, like, not going to be sustainable, right? So it becomes more of a story about sustainability. It's not explicit in the text. You have to read into it. 
Because just building a ramp is not going to help if no one's, like, why would you get off a ramp for a small town when you can just go really fast and go to a bigger town? But we are told that the problem is that there's not a ramp. Well, that's one of the problems. Okay. But the second problem is it used to just be like Route 66 was literally, you could see it. Like when they show shots of like the highway, you can't really see Radiator Springs from the highway. You need to be looking for it. You don't just see it the way you do on Route 66. I would argue that on any large highway, if you have a town with a gas station, you're going to get some traffic. Right. So so the off-ramp I think would help. What ends up saving the town is... Uh, Lightning McQueen sets up his like race car central headquarters in this town. So it becomes a tourist So he site. puts a bunch of money into the town. He does, but he needs... We assume. Yeah. He needs, he needs capital outside of himself. He needs his fame. So it's not just that. But why is he going to do that if he doesn't have attachments? So he's got to have attachments first. There's all sorts of of capital types going Ooh. around social emotional uh and radio springs is the capital of whatever state it's in nevada let's say mm-hmm. I, well no that's not true uh so so i get it it i do agree that like when you think too much about it you have to think a lot more about it I so don't maybe think, it's better just not to think about it yeah i don't think i'm thinking too much i think <laughs> I, I think i started by saying like oh, why has that car got eyes or whatever right mm-hmm. and then i i let that go but then the movie just kept saying like here's an inconsistency and i yeah so if bolt is about scientology cars is about the folly of any economic system yes yeah yeah, I think we've I think we've broken. I think we broke apart. the code. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Kate. Hey, Dick. Uh, do, uh, 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 let me ask you this: uh, do, uh, uh, Is it is it time? I think it might be time. I think it's time for the final cut. Yes. Uh, g- uh Dick, <laughs> give me a scene. Give me a shout. I'm doing some scene shoutouts. Scene okay. Shout out. uh, what do you want first? You want cars or bolt? Yes. I got both. I'm ready. Great. Okay, um, I'm going to do uh, Bolt okay. first. Um, the scene uh, in which I will shout out uh, Bolt is... Um, ooh, I already talked about that great action sequence okay. right at the beginning. Here's what I will say. Um, the, <laughs> there's a scene that I actually uh, uh, enjoyed and I believe laughed at uh, or maybe chuckled at. Uh, where it's right after like Penny is kidnapped because the network. No, her character is kidnapped. Penny herself is never kidnapped. Right, right, right. Yeah. The, the character is kidnapped because the network said that shows have to have kidnappings yeah. now or something. Cliffhangers, yeah. Um, and uh, Bolt is sitting in his uh, trailer and he's like super upset. And these two like dick cats. <laughs> Uh, they're cats right yeah yeah they come up and they're like like one of them is like okay cool this dog thinks it's it's in a tv well, show what the one cat like plays a villain on the show yeah right yeah he's like, he's like uh this, this dog thinks this is real you ready and he just like messes with him and the other cat is like what it's really fun yeah uh it's a fun way to reveal i think uh more about how like kind of brainwashed this dog is yeah 
And I, I, I just, I got a kick out of that scene. Mm-hmm. There we go. Kate, what about you? Do you have a scene that you want to shout I do, outwardly? And it takes place on the same set uh, of that trailer. So the first time you see Bolt in the trailer with Penny, um, it's still you're still kind of like acclimating to like, oh, okay, this isn't real. And um, they, it, Penny's there playing with him and there's either like a knock on the door or there's some kind of sound. And Bolt like... Like he freezes and then he looks at the door and he's looking both ways and he's like in a very tense, triggered state. Mm. And then later on in that scene, like she leaves and he's upset that she can't stay there. And in in this, I'm shouting it out because one, I think like I was moved by it. Yeah. But two, at that moment, I had grand dreams of a different movie. This is where you constructed an entirely different bolt in your head. And I like it. I like uh, it just like I like my Hello Dolly. I feel like you're going to save this for your special edition. Oh, that's true. But I do want to talk a little bit about your <laughs> Hello Dolly. Uh, We've talked about this before on I'm the gonna podcast. I'm going to talk about it again. Kate uh, had very little knowledge of Hello Dolly when we went to see it. None. Uh, she knew the song Hello Dolly. I knew the song Hello Dolly. And she had seen Wally. Which has some Hello Dolly. Which I didn't know was Hello Dolly. So I didn't know. So the movie, which is about a matchmaker finding matches for some young men and also falling in love herself. I've seen Bernadette and I still don't believe it. Uh, Kate's like, this is about like a a recluse that's been living in her house for 30 years and now she's coming out. Why else would she be in a restaurant in a fancy dress that no one else is like that dressed up in? saying hello to every single waiter in the restaurant by name. And that's the whole song. Because she hasn't been there in a little bit, and they are her friends. She, what? You're welcome. The only reason to do that kind of grandstanding is if you haven't been in the world for 27 years. No, you know what? When I used to go to like my karaoke bar, after not having been there for a couple of weeks, people get really excited. Every Did you time, say hello to each one of them by name uh, only, in, a, in a sparkly red attire? Uh, only the ones I liked. Okay. Uh, I like that better. Anyway, I thought this was going to be a movie about PTSD. It and it not. super was not. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I like that scene. It, yeah. it, like, it, it made me like physically tense. Yeah. Uh, which was neat. Nice. Anyway. Cars. Uh, yeah, I'd like to shout out the hmm. Randy Newman song about the exact <laughs> thing that we're seeing on the... Oh, no. Oh, God, he's so bad. Randy Newman uh, it was, this writes is, like B-minus songs, I think, for the most part, would be his average. Randy Newman writes D-minus songs on average. He write, he wrote Friend on the Other Side, which is amazing. Yeah. He wrote he, You've Got a Friend in Me. Which is amazing. He wrote I like the other somebody song. Loves he wrote the other song from the first Everything Toy Story. Was beautiful. Like the Soren and I song. will go sailing no more. So dumb. Um and he wrote I don't mind it in that scene. I'll tell you what he did write well though is the score to both. The score to the score is cars. Or to, to cars. Yeah. The score is great. Yeah, and it's like guitar that, picking fun. But he should not write lyrics. There's he a song and... in the middle Dick is referring to, and it's sung by James Taylor. And I'm going to Dick. How would you describe this? Tell song? you what, you look up the lyrics I, that's to this what I'm song, doing. and I'm gonna do an this actual. Is what I'm, doing. I'm gonna do an actual scene shout out, real quick. 
before we get to those lyrics because I'm not actually shouting out this scene. Um, what I what I would like to uh, shout out is there's a there's a scene after um, after I forgot that Randy Newman has a song called Cars. No, it's Gary Newman, but that's Gary, all I'm getting right now. Gary Newman has Gary a song Newman. called Cars. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, continue. Um, so. Uh, there's a scene where like uh Doc McStuffins races uh Bolt McCarman. Um uh, Doc races uh, uh uh Lightning McQueen. And Lightning McQueen goes like flying off the cliff. It's a big trick. Um but then like a little bit later on Lightning McQueen is like just off kind of exploring and he sees Doc like revving up to like do a little self time trial, just do a little self racing just to like kind of see if he's still got it. Cause he was an old race car and it's really cool. It's just a fun scene where like a character, our character is learning about another character without saying words, mm-hmm. without like, without it being like spelled out too much for us. And it's just a really, really effective piece of storytelling that, uh, you would not think you could get from two kind of cruddy looking cars. Like you'd think you'd need a person's face to kind of get the grit and determination, but this is just a really well done. Scene. The eyes are very expressive yes. for like all the, the, incon- all the things we can pick apart to, yep. about design or whatever. It's still a Pixar movie. Like it's still animated by, a, by Pixar animators. Let's say that. Like yeah. it, the no, faces no, I, are super expressive and yeah. wonderful. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Kate. Dick. You have a. Uh, can I can I share something with you? Oh my god, please. Dick, long ago, Ooh. but not so very long ago. Oh wait, uh, sorry. How long ago? The world was different. Oh yes, it was. You settled down and you built a town and made it live and you watched it grow. It was your town. Time goes by. Time brings changes. You change too. Nothing comes that you can't handle, so on you go. You never see it coming when the world caves in on you. On your town, nothing you can do. I swear it <laughs> sounded even worse in the movie. Main Street isn't Main Street anymore. Lights don't shine as brightly as they shone before. To tell the truth, lights don't shine at, shine at all in our town. Whoa! Sun comes up each morning, just like it's always done. Get up, go to work, start the day. You open up for business that's never going to come. As the world rolls by a million miles away, Main Street isn't Main Street anymore. Well, I know that. No one seems to need us like they did before. It's hard to find a reason left to stay, but it's our town. Love it anyway. Come with me. It's our town. We have a... These aren't the best lyrics I've ever read. The problem is I feel like each one, like, did the thing where, like, you're, like, a hammy musical theater major friend does before they actually have training. Where, yeah. like... Where, like, saying sun comes up each morning, I feel like there's a literal sunrise happening. Mm-hmm. Go to, Get up, go to work, start the day. I feel like you are literally seeing a car do that. Yeah. Um, you open lights, up for business, a light literally turns, right? Like, lights ain't on anymore. The, the Literally, the lights like are the, turning off. It's really, it's just really, it's, it's, it's bad editing 101. Yes. It's just, and, like, we to laughed. those. We laughed out loud. To those lyrics, which, like, said quickly... Uh, are, you know, you can kind of ignore, right. but when it's, it's a slow James it's Taylor song, better than song, a Pasek and Paul song. When it's a slow James Taylor song, and he's like, "Everything gets older, 
Also, you also get older. Things change sometimes. Yeah, like, oh. And the thing is, it's is that scene, it's not going to be, but if that song wasn't there, that scene could be my scene shout out because it is animated very well. Like the visual storytelling does all the work. You don't need James Taylor telling you what's happening. And I love James Taylor. Yeah. I, I, he sounds I love great. it when he tells me what's happening. He sounds great. Just He's just not, not saying there. anything. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go a, a different route. Oh, you have a scene, scene shout, shout out for Cars? I do. Okay. Which Randy Newman song is this? Uh, I don't think anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. So uh, uh, so we've riffed a little bit earlier in this episode on like the beginning of the, the movie that's yeah. just an ass car race. However, the, the style in which it's presented is like you're seeing a NASCAR telecast. It's got multiple mm. screens. Mm-hmm. It's got like player, uh, you know, racer stats come up. Yeah. And that's how you're introduced to some of the characters. It's very clever and it's totally different than anything that Pixar has done before in terms of exposition. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a risk. You know, whether it like 100% pays off, I'm not sure. But I think it 90% pays off. Yeah. And it gets me interested because it's it's different. Uh, and and I think I think they did well. Nice. I think, um, you know, three years before this is Incredibles, two years, and I think Incredibles specifically gave them kind of license to not be a Pixar version of Disney storytelling, if that makes sense. Like yeah, they, you know, really, they have all those rules, the you know, the Disney rules that they to really broke. explore some different genres. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is kind of a. Um, if I was going to pick like a, a real life analog, not real life, what would you call it? Live action live analog. Action. Uh, I would say like almost like a Jerry Maguire sort of thing, like mm-hmm. big fancy guy kind of like out of water. Right. Or like, you know, the, it, it's something like that where it's like you got your big sports guy. He goes to a small town. He's He's kind of a fish out of water, but he's like. He's like the big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. He's got to adjust to that small pond. Yeah, it, it it's definitely a different genre than Pixar has explored before or since. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe Cars three, Cars two apparently is a spy, is a spy movie. movie. Um, but <laughs> Cars Cars three, where Lightning McQueen seems to die, he in might the trailer. die. That <laughs> might be a movie about PTSD. <laughs> that might be. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, it's yeah. You're you're right. They they explore, they hit a different genre than they have before. It's kind of a sports movie. It's kind of a, a you know, it's kind of a couple of different things. It's interesting. Yeah, just was that Moana that that trailer was in? We were sitting yeah. next to each other in the theater for the Cars Three trailer, which, if you haven't seen it, is just a race with no sounds, and you watch Lightning Lightning McQueen spin out, roll over, and then it just goes it just black. Goes black. And then it's like Cars Three out in April. Cars Three. He, he, Lightning he McQueen dies. dies. Yeah. Um, we did not know what was going on. Kate, uh, uh, I think we've both done some scene shoutouts mm-hmm. here. Can Can you give me mm-hmm. uh, it, it, out of these two movies? Yeah. T- taking these two movies as a whole. Yeah. Your MV. Wait. Uh, your MVP. Uh, your 
Mater very persona, if you will. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's correct. I know. Uh, had we talked about him earlier, maybe not at this point, but... Not much. We, we mentioned him a little bit. You can really go really love Mater. Yeah. Uh, so much. And you, you hit it on the nose. My favorite character in all the Simpsons universe is Ralph Wiggum. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Ralph Wiggum. You love... Meets Olaf. You like, love Ralph. You love Olaf. Yeah. You love me. He's we're all kind of <laughs> we're all kind of dopey. The most well-meaning, benevolent, really not, yes. uh, g- kids. Uh, they just they're just a, a day late and a dollar short. Uh-huh. You are not like you're very self-deprecating right now. Yeah, That's and I just but, got paid, so <laughs> I'm set. Uh, I don't know. I was not expecting to like Mater, like knowing the voice beforehand uh. and being like, okay, this is like the. The Jeff Foxworthy universe oh, shout out, right? Like, I wish it was the Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, I know. It, Larry I mean, the, I guess I guess they're on. They they tour together. That's fair. Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy is problematic in real mm-hmm. life, but uh, since I don't really know a lot about him, I'm I'm okay liking Mater. It's a good choice. Uh, early on in the film, it's like his third line. Uh, he he gets uh, swindled by uh, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Into maybe like taking his uh, tire, what a tire bolt is that? Yeah. Hey, uh, his bolt. Oh, oh, his tire thing. I guess off it, I think it's called a clamp, though. Clamp and releasing from the impound, and just as he's about to, the police car comes up and goes, "What have I told you about uh, releasing the accused from the impound lot?" Lot <laughs> and Vader just answers, "To not to." It's a good. It's a damn good line and a damn good delivery. There were a couple of Mater lines I laughed at. And at that point on, I was sold. (laughs) I just love him so much. He had had a couple of strong, strong deliveries. And I think he, I think Mater uh, in his design and in his action is maybe a little bit too pathetic Mm -hmm. um, because I almost didn't feel sorry for him. I thought we'd get a little more betrayal from Lightning McQueen. I have seen this movie recently, and I thought he betrayed Mater at some point. I'm really happy he didn't. Yeah, but that would have been that would have been some real uh, some real some real stakes and some real emotion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I- interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He drives backwards. Uh, he's so uh, uh, Dick. Just gotta know where I've been. Well, I well I keep uh, running scenes of Mater through my head and, yeah. and giggling like an idiot. Uh, what? Who's your who? What? Where is your MVP? <sighs> That's tricky. I want to be like I want to be cool and say like Chloe Grace Moretz, who played the younger version of Penny in Bolt. Really? Yup. Oh. Um, but she had like two lines, and okay. they were fine. I, I want to say like I, and I they were fine. I want to say Pat Oswalt for his performance as the hamster, but despite I looking mean, like a character, yeah. Pat Oswalt plays. He's not Pat Oswalt. The, the hamster guy was fine. Yeah, but I was just confused. Um, I really want to say something from Bolt, but nothing really hits for me. Yeah. Um. So it's it's I guess got to go to Cars and. And remember, it does not have to be a... Oh, Dick. What? Um, do you <gasps> remember the character Thug in Bolt? Oh my God, thank you. So. I'm just... <laughs> so. You're welcome. Thank you. I have my MVP. Uh, speaking of characters with like two lines, 
in Bolt. Uh, there is a thug. Uh, he's not named thug. He is just a thug of the supervillain in the intro fake TV show in Bolt. He is played by Macho Man Randy Savage. He sure is. He sure is. Uh, that's all I need. And the interesting thing is I somehow missed this because I think he was just like, oh, I'm, I'm a guy. Instead of doing like the whole macho man voice like yeah, he does. Yeah, it was not a It thing. didn't like stand out as, you know, bone saw or yeah. whatever. So, uh, yeah, macho man's awesome. Uh, he wrestled on his tiptoes all the time because he thought he was too short and he had the coolest voice ever. So he wrestled on his tippy toes. Yes, Aww. it's adorable. Like, did he have platform shoes, or he just no, stood on relevant? He just always wrestled on like kind of his his balls of his feet uh-huh. or his tiptoes. Yeah, I didn't notice this until it was pointed out on like a podcast a year ago, and. Now I cannot stop seeing it, and it is amazing. And it adds at most like three inches like, to your height. Like it's an not inch that or two, much because he's like leaning in. To right, because like you have to like kind of bend your center of gravity has to be. But like for a guy that lived in the figurative shadow of Hulk Hogan mm. for all his career, he also I don't think wanted to live in the literal shadow yeah. of Hulk Hogan, sure. who's like you know, legit three inches taller than him. So mm-hmm. any advantage he can get. Uh, three inches is all he needs. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Neat. macho man. R.I.P. All right. Uh, do you have a crossover idea? That is our next segment. Oh, you do? Yes. We're very excited. Macho man drives the cars from cars. No. Um, How does he get in? <laughs> I, oh, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. The cars get in Where each other look? all the time. Does he look through their eyes? Yes. Looking through the eyes. Is it like eyes. like a transparent where like he's like looking through both eye whites? Macho and man irises? is a transformer and he turns into a car, but also he's the macho man, so he can do sweet elbow drops. Oh, boy. Uh, a, <laughs> a crossover for these two movies. Um, here's here's what I want to do. I want to take the uh, sports scenes from Cars, uh, mix them with the action scenes from bolt and make like a cool sports action movie uh yeah okay so uh maybe maybe this is closer to cars too i don't know (laughs) but like plus spies here's the thing uh i said right at the beginning of bolt oh my god the movie should just be this because the show about the girl with the super dog was awesome like like i am i'm not being ironic no it was cool like it was awesome i loved that like five or ten minutes we got of that and similarly in cars like you said that whole beginning sequence where like we're doing some sportsy stuff really cool there's some action stuff that's cool and also there are two scenes where Lightning McQueen imagines either himself or someone else as a movie car star. That is true. So, look, make him Knight Rider in this world of uh, action Okay. Bolt, right? All like, right. he's a talking car. Yeah. Super dog, talking car, team cool. up. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. 
What about you, Kate? Do you have an, uh, 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 cross, them, cross them on over? I Do you have am, a crossing Jordan for mm-hmm. us? I got a themed road trip <laughs> uh, featuring locations of Bolt and Cars. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh Say more. Uh, I don't. I don't think I need to. Is this a? Is this a? Are you start you, in New York. Are you crossing over these characters and making them into uh, a so both of them road have, trip that you and I would leg, like yeah. just literally get in a car? But and like drive. Disney would have an app or something. Like they, it would be curated, right? Like so. Look, your this, your eyes are twinkling like a Matthew McConaughey wax le- model. This legitimately sounds fun. Yeah. Uh. Because so the it both involve a cross country road trip. We didn't really mention that after we said it in the beginning. Well, but yeah, I mean, Lightning McQueen's is not that far. Well, he's do, very fast. Do they start in Florida? Is that that's probably I true, believe right? they start in Florida. And Mac gets him most of the way because it's Radiator Springs is supposed to be kind of loosely based on several towns in the Southwest, but a lot of Arizona. So he gets him like three quarters of the he way. He gets him most of the way. Most there. of the way. Um. So, I mean, basically, and I think, so Bolt's, that's his road trip is like Arizona to California. Yeah. And like he's, you know, he's. He doesn't spend much time on the road. But. He's he's on the road the entire time. He's he, just not. Well, he's a car. He's always on the road. He's not driving it. Yeah. He's not walking it. He's not. He's learning from it. Whoa. Uh, whereas all, Bolt yo, literally Kate, goes. We're all on a crazy road. It's called life. Life is a highway. I want to ride it. To Bolt <laughs> starts in New York and goes to California, and this is a cute thing. They they're following a map of basically like In and Out burgers, like oh my god, like a I fake In and Out burger, yeah, yeah. Like In and Out burger at Denny's or something. Because Bolt is not uh, street smart; he's film smart. <laughs> so he yeah, they found like like a Denny's map of like all our locations, and he's like. This is how I get like it's the restaurant with the sunglasses. It's that's the one I'm going it's to. A it's a pretty LA. good gag, honestly. It's a good it's gag. It's a good gag. However, why don't the other restaurants have hats and accessories? This was a pro- this was a plot hole that I had a problem with in Bolt. Uh, Kate, why are there rock and roll McDonald's in California, but I haven't seen one anywhere out of California? So the LA one has sunglasses. Like, shouldn't a Texas one have a cowboy hat on yes, it? Yes, it should. It should, right? Like, I'm not wrong here. Only it's a map full of these restaurants, and only one of them has any kind of decorative piece on it. I thought I thought I was being picky. Anyway, I thought I was being nitpicky. It really bothered me. It broke apart the whole movie. <clears throat> so yeah, you get to New York. Where they stop like somewhere in like Nebraska or something. Oh my god, the Corn Palace. In Bolt. No, but that's where we'd stop. No, I would. Have you been to the not, Corn Palace? It's a place. You're doing where it's your own thing. This is a crossover made idea. of different colors of kerneled corn. I've seen a bunch of butter statues at the Iowa State. Well, that Fair. doesn't sound like the Corn Palace to me. No, it's a different. We'll food. go. It's fine. We'll go. So yeah, New York, Arizona, L.A. I guess are the stops, but uh, so we maybe would miss more. The, we would miss the Corn Palace. You drive through it, but not at it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Deal. So that's what I would do. Themed roadmap. That was a radiator, not a mouse. What Thank the you. sound that you heard and you I reacted heard, to. I heard a noise. It sounded like a mouse. It's in honor of uh, the springs that are named after it. Oh. Mouse and the springs, springs that have killed many mice yeah, in our kitchen. Yeah, that is. Ooh. Ooh. 
Thank you. Just like the word bolt, the word springs has many meanings. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, it's a season. Other other piece of of trivia before we move on to our ending segment. Uh, So bolt. In its very original conception, was named American Dog. That's not exciting, but it was supposed to be written and directed by Chris Sanders, who wrote, directed, and starred in Lilo and Stitch, mm. which would have made it a very different movie. He was removed because they didn't like it. Probably really good. But the first plot involved a dog named Henry, famous TV star, uh, a testy one-eyed cat, and an oversized radioactive rabbit. I am sorry. It, this is the first time hearing about this. I'm scared. I, I, I read this while you were doing a scene shout out. And like I, I, I felt like Bolt with his maybe PTSD. Okay, but Kate, I, this, is, this is Chris Sanders we're talking about. The guy who made you go from like, what is, what is Stitch? I hate it to crying at the end of a movie. I don't think he can do that for oversized rabbits and me. We'll find oversized out. rabbits oh, and me already have an, a relationship set in stone, out. and it's based in fear. No. Anyway, uh, so so Dick, <laughs> going back to the topic, uh, bolt because we started with it. Uh, at least in this segment, would you oh, re-release bolt? There. Okay, special edition or vault. Well, Kate, in the final, final cut, cut, um, I would, I would do a special edition of Bolt. Um, I would make it gooder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The uh, uh, Bolt, Bolt has problems, but it's not. You know what? I, t- I take it back. I re-release this. I just let it happen. It's. <laughs> I would just let it happen. I would just let it happen because it's not the best. It's not the worst. It doesn't specifically bother me in too many ways. I I think it could be a better movie. I think you're gonna get us there. Um, I I think I would be very happy to watch uh like a TV series that is just the TV series. Uh, but the movie, you know what? It can exist on its own. It's fine. I neither have the energy nor the desire to special edition this. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Speaking of a lot of work, Kate, well, uh, Bolt, would you re-release it, special edition it, or vault it? Bolt is a movie about PTSD told through the eyes of a television action dog. <laughs> So how I don't have all the details. Television we need to do some action dog. television action dog. Uh, we need to storyboard this a little bit. But the glimpse I saw in that one scene where he is just afraid of any little sound and not afraid. He, no, he's just ready to attack. Right? Because that's he's, how he's trained. I mean, you said triggered. He is yes, triggered by yes, it. Like his triggered. fight or flight just goes boom. So, so either the show ends or the same situation type thing happens and he's thrown out into the real world. But he is, instead of kind of going the ego route, it goes the triggered route. And he can't make connections outside of the show because everything is triggering him. And so it's the people around him kind of trying to 
intervene. There'd have to be some way for them to like, I, care about his future. But I feel like you're trying to make a... There's like a little bit of an allegory to some sort of organization which takes people, mm-hmm. tells them that everything's life or death. Teaches Puts them, them... Yeah. Teaches them like... Puts them in a very isolating situation where the only thing you ever do is... Is train. Is train and, and kill. And kill and... Uh, then you're just like released out into the world and you have no idea how to handle it. Yeah, the the I'm glad no organization like that exists in real life. Dog Hollywood. Dog Hollywood. That's a dog, uh, that's the only organization. But seriously, this is how you could tackle that, right? Yeah. Like it's television, it's action, so it's similar themes, but you're not actually saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I think would be a really n- neat move, and you would build up to it, and it would be a cool final scene is if at the end he gets back to Penny realizes like everything kind of comes together and he says no I'm not like you've you yeah. haven't earned me like you have abused me recognizing her as an abuser and he's like even if an unintentional one right and be like yeah. no this is too much and his true family are the friends he made along the way who don't ask him to kill and attack and starve him and of real it don't lie to him and, for his entire mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. but not the good feathers no but it could i mean it could i just i don't want to see them again yeah no but the other animals he meets could be like former television Ooh. pets right not all necessarily of action but like oh. different areas of it and like how that has or like impacted different, their different lives. Different runaway pets, and here's why we ran away. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a movie. Uh, it, it could be a really mm. like inside out level mm. of like, we're talking about this, but we're not talking about this, but mm. we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's it. That's nice. a lot of work. Uh, no one's paying me to do it, but I might just do it anyway. Okay. Let me ask you uh, this. Do you have. Any thoughts on the movie Cars and what you would do with that movie in terms of re-releasing, uh, special editioning, or vaulting? Yeah, I think I think you can re-release this. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, you know, no special edition. Life is a highway is the only song in it. Everything else is score. Can it be the original version? Yeah. Okay. Deal. I don't mind the Rascal Flats version. It's fine. It's fine. The guy's a good singer, so we hit some cool notes. It's fine. It's fine. I, yeah, okay. I said yes. I said yes. I said yes. I said you can have Tom Cochran. Fair. What about you? Oh man. So I posited when we were when we were like approaching the end of this movie that two hours was a little too long. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, We Hate Movies, the uh, podcast about bad movies, um, where they uh, they they say uh, or they have said on occasion. Uh, this movie had no right to be longer than Star Wars. Star Wars, the original, uh, comes in at like two hours exactly. So Cars is, is, is a little long, and I, I posited that we could cut a half hour off of this and make it a better movie. But I'm reversing my decision. I want this movie to be four hours long. <laughs> and I would like it to be... I, I would like it to be part movie, part documentary about the world in which Cars takes place, so that I can under... And I'm, I really am uh, I really am seriously curious. 
I want to know how these cars exist. Why some of them have brand names and some of them don't. Why some of them are just named after their brand name, like Mac, the Mac truck, and why some aren't. Uh, How the economy works. What parts of the cars do they feel pain in? Do they feel at all? Do cars fall in love? They kind of do. Do they reproduce? How do they reproduce? How? how what is a baby car like? If if Lightning McQueen <laughs> and the Porsche have a baby, is it going to be a mix of those two cars? Could it and just like, be born a Ferrari? Yeah. Does it does it start as like a Barbie dream car and then grow? <laughs> do, do cars? So dick. Does Lightning McQueen? train does he get faster by training because on a normal car the more you drive it the worse it would perform so do cars start out the fastest at birth and then age to be slower wow so dick you're asking all the right questions thank you and i feel like the best way to answer these questions is a Randy Newman industry musical. <laughs> we just watched On Cars. We, we just watched Bathtubs Over Broadway, <laughs> which is a amazing Netflix documentary that you need to watch. It is about industry musicals. We've all seen the video of like <laughs> the Wendy's, like, here's how you fill up a hot drink. Or, or, or we've seen, like, industry training videos uh. with little songs, uh, the Dunkin' Donuts, whatever. But there were full musicals made. Staged musicals in front of audience of salespeople for these companies. With with future Broadway actors like Cheetah Rivera. Yeah. Uh, who were just, like, giving it their all and putting on a full, like, Super expensive to produce musical yeah. for like Ford or like we could sit here for another two hours and describe it. Do watch the documentary. He's got a book too. Yeah. Um but yeah, Bathtobes over Broadway. It's on Netflix. But yes, a Randy Newman really on the nose explainer. He's good at describing things in his songs. He's he's like he's like Aaron Sorkin in that he really loves explaining things. Mm-hmm. He's less like Aaron Sorkin in that he doesn't have a lot of artistry to it cuz sometimes Sorkin will be like here's the scene where three characters are just explaining something at you for 20 minutes but you kind of lose yourself in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like but I think if you give him like a 2-hour musical to be like Here's the deal about the cars. They don't have intestines. They just <laughs> eat oil. <laughs> if you give him two hours to do that musical, I think we get the explanation of what is going on with the cars. I think Randy Newman finally writes something that I really, really like. And I think my all of my childhood dreams come true kate if there's ever a side project that comes out of this podcast it's us writing a musical in the style of randy newman all about uh wacky theories we have about the cars universe they don't have cash but they have rfid chips kind of like the magic bands and when you go to get some gas you charge down your chip and it refills automatically (laughs) (laughs) this is our best episode ever oh man i'm i am weeping this is this needs to be done we you're welcome world uh we're putting this 
into the world. Randy Newman, if you're listening, uh, we've got a project for you. We okay. will pay you in gasoline or we, we whatever ca- we Dick just described. We will pay you in whatever cars are paid in. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned for the Cars Explainer musical uh, for uh, Cellmates Podcast. I am Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. Hit us up at cellmates.com. Cellmatespodcast.com. Don't do that. Cellmatespodcast at gmail.com. Cellmatespodcast on Twitter. Cellmatespodcast on Facebook. Have a have a great life is a highway. <sighs> Ride it all night long. But the highway was paved by some pavement cars who were doing a different kind. <laughs> Yeah, that's another bolt. He's a man. So we got bolt bus. Bolt dog. Bolt dog. Bolt the the checkout system. What did it say? Bolt. End to end checkout payments and fraud solution. That's exactly what it said. You've got bolt bike shop in New York. Yep. Apparently. Yep. yep. Bolt bus. Uh, bolts at Lowe's dot com. That's another uh, example of the word bolt. That is a, bolt has a lot of different meanings. Oh yeah. Run. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A, a piece of hardware. Correct. Uh, a, a unit of lightning. Hmm. Uh, a unit of lightning. A unit. What else would you describe it as? I don't know. I'd also describe it as like a unit of dog. A unit of. <laughs> a unit of uh-huh. man who run fast. Who run fast. Oh, you didn't mention a crossbow bolt or bolt West Virginia. Shout out to the... dictionary defines bolt. Shout out to the unincorporated census-designated place, Bolt West Virginia, and the unincorporated community, Bolt Wisconsin. Sorry, the census what? (laughs) Census-designated. I think I said that. Also, shout out to anyone living in the 1994 film Bolt, starring Richard Grieco. A bar that slides into a socket. A threaded pin that screws into a nut. The sliding piece of a breech mechanism. Yeah. uh, Of a rifle. Or a long pin that is driven into rock face. A short, heavy arrow shot from a crossbow. So when you get to to say mechanism, Mechanism. do you get to make fun of me for designated? Yeah, I'll make fun of both of us. Okay, fair. A jagged white flash of lightning. A jagged little pill. So it has to be white, but like most bolts are yellow. What's the Linus Morissette? To fasten. To fasten. Doesn't it mean to run too? Yes. It's not on here. Well. Oh, I got it. Wait. Eat or swallow food quickly. What? Gobble. It is uh, It is normal for puppies to bolt down their food. Well, that's a good sample sentence, dictionary. Thanks. Oh, the, a roll of fabric. There's so many bolts. Anyway, it's a dog here.